Hey, hey, hey. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Drag Race España. So let's raise a glass or a bottle. and start spilling the GNT. Clang. Hey, everyone. Hope hey you guys everybody. caught the little hola, the little yes. tribute. Just so in the beginning of the podcast, you know that this is the Espana RuPaul uh, review recast episode. We're cultured multilingual people. Absolutely. That's exactly who we are. Now, hopefully we're going to be getting a lot of new listeners from, I was going to say the Spanish islands. What are you guys? So people uh, didn't know this. I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. No, you're not. <laughs> you have just, Illiterate. I'm illiterate. So we were just chatting a minute ago about, about Spain, things we know about Spain. Yeah, yeah. Appreciation of Spanish culture. Um, Paolo just realized that geographically, at least, Barcelona is in Spain. Obviously, Catalonia is a slightly separate, somewhat semi independent state. I don't have a full understanding of that, I will, I will be honest. But geographically, you have been to Spain. So I, did, I, I didn't know that because I've been to such. I was, I've never been to Spain. I've been to Sitges. I've been to. What, what a gay. I'm such a classic been gay. To Barcelona and I've been to Barcelona and Sitges. I've been to Barcelona and Sitges. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know that <laughs> because it didn't say Spain on the card, on the airport. I I mean, so you know, technically I mean, Catalonia, but still, you know, you've you've had a brush yeah. with 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 Spanish culture. Look, if anyone's new to the podcast, I do want to say welcome. What we do here is we are the number one uh, drag race podcast in UK, Europe, Earth. Mars, <laughs> Jupiter, the Milky, um, Way. the Milky Way, and and several other galaxies, mm-hmm. um, to name a few. Yes. But we are one of the, I, I, in my opinion, we are, we are one of the most consistent and greatest podcasts with the most amazing hosts. And what we do <laughs> is we review each of the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, seasons. And, and we're very, very excited about this latest installment in the franchise. Yes. Drag Race Espana. Dress Race ex- Dress Race. Dress race, dress dress race, Hispania. I mean, so now, now we what we do is we bring our own experiences mm-hmm. that we um that we kind of use to watch the show within those lenses. So yes. Doctor Tom, like one of the uh, drag queens we found out, <laughs> is also a doctor. He is a psychiatrist. I'm a psychiatrist, and as we often say, I'm not here to like diagnose or label any of the girls. There are enough labels in the world. What do you always say? We're not jam jazz. We're not jam jazz. Um, but you know, just. Uh, we, we do want to come because there's so much drama, especially in the fandom around drag race and, you know, different girls get labels, villains and all sorts. And we like to come from more of a place of understanding. We're not super into cancel culture or anything like that. We like yeah. to try and understand where the queens are coming from and, and try and understand them as people. Yes. And I've also got a background in performing. You have. And dancing uh, and singing and theatre. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to just try see if they can live up to my reputation, really. You're our resident. Um, um, so I'm just I'm, I'm just kidding. I like to look. Critic. I like to look at the performance part of uh, whatever the challenges ask for, and I like to kind of give some background yeah. as to what I see and what they could do. But ultimately, we are two super fans we of are. RuPaul's Drag Race, of drag we as are. an art form, and it's more of an appreciation with a bit of background knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, it's just our different ways of seeing things, really. Yeah, um, but now, yeah, mostly we're super fans. Yes. So welcome to the podcast. 
podcast. Now, um, if you haven't yet, or if you do enjoy it, please make sure to tell a friend about the podcast. Yes, um, get our name out there, get the podcast out there so more people can find out about us. If uh-huh. you would like to, please write a review. Writing a review helps us out so much with yes. the, the algorithm, as we say. Yes, yes. The, the technical terms. Yes, the technical yes, term yes, yes. Those in the know yeah. will know. <laughs> so, Tom, before we get on to the first episode, which I'm really excited to get into. Me too. What do you know about Spain? That's pop pop quiz. Well, I guess if I think about like different things, I'm a big fan of Pedro Almodovar as a director. He's he's a Spanish director. He's from Madrid, I believe. I've watched a lot of his films and a lot of them have quite queer content as well. A lot of them feature trans women, uh, gay men, drag queens. Um, so, you know, movies like All About My Mother, The Skin I Live In, uh, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. I love them all. I, I think he's a fantastic director and there's some real, real amazing Spanish talent in those films as well, like Penelope Cruz, Antonio Banderas. They pop up in them. Um, amazingly talented talented Spanish actors. Uh, what else do I appreciate about Spain? Lots of uh, famous artists come from Spain and Catalonia. So um, Salvador Dali, Pablo Picasso, um, Gaudi, the architect. There's a lot of his work is there in, in Barcelona. Ricky Martin. Well, he's South American. He's from Argentina. Oh, God. I'm really bad because I don't... Look, you know what? I am going to learn so much about uh, Spanish well, uh, you culture, make a, you make a really Spanish good point, drag. Though, that, you know, um, Spanish-speaking nations, which aren't necessarily Spain, have also contributed amazing artists to the world, like Ricky Martin, like Shakira. Enrique Iglesias? I th- yeah, I think he might actually be Spanish. Oh, I'm sure. I just, I don't want to offend. <laughs> I really yeah. don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but yeah, what an amazing and rich culture. Also some amazing designers from Spain. By the end of us reviewing Drag Race España, I want to know how to carry a conversation in Spanish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would love to learn the language. Uh, and I would love to go back there because apparently I've been. I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to Sitges and... Um, <laughs> Because, because, you know, it's kind of a, a gay rite of passage. I've never been it? to Sitges. Can I just say this? When I went to Sitges, I didn't know that it was like a gay place. And I went <laughs> to this beach in Sitges and there were lots of guys there. Um, really, really like like what I would think uh, Mykonos would look like. Uh-huh. I went to a beach and there were just lots of topless guys with tanned, good bodies, and just lying topless. And I was like, there's a lot of confident men here in Sitges. And then I found <laughs> out later that it was like a gay beach. Yeah. And I was like, what? You were just like... Sp- we own beaches now? Spanish guys are just like really affectionate they're, they're to each very, other. Yeah, they're very confident. They're really loving. <laughs> it's a loving culture it's a here. Very loving I'm, culture. I'm, I feel very safe. It's, it's so nice to see heterosexual guys expressing their affectionate side <laughs> just in Just cuddling. It's just, just comfortable in their skin, really. I, know, I really I, enjoy it. It's wonderful. That's what I know. Look, we're going to learn more and more about Spanish culture. Just a couple of also um, designers from Spain. Uh, Balenciaga. Balenciaga! Yes. And uh, Paco Rabanne, I think, is spanish as well one of my first fragrances was paco Rabanne. uh was it one million no it was um a, it was a black bottle oh okay yeah. i don't remember what it was called okay but like amazing rich culture lots of contributions good to the food world. good food oh we love spanish food yes what, what food spanish tom can you, tapas? Can you remind me tapas? Well, tapas is actually again more catalonian it's more of a Catalonian thing. Paella, Spanish. Tom, you know, the, I love the, the first food you thought of was tapas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're so, you're, you're so gay. You're me. <laughs> you're so gay. You can't even eat straight. <laughs> God's sake, Tom, I don't want to eat think straight. Think of real Spanish food, okay? <laughs> uh, I want to get into it. Let's get into it. I want to 
look at these queens. I want to see what the difference is with, you know, like every time we do a drag race um, podcast within different areas, like Canada, we've done UK, mm-hmm. we've done um, America, we've done, we're doing Down Under as well at the same time, we've done yeah. Holland. We always see that a lot of, Drag is kind of different in certain areas where there's a more more of a focus on maybe the performance element, yeah. maybe um, the makeup, maybe fashion is a key part of what it is, or what influence certain drag race um, franchises yeah. has, ha- has had on different queens and how they start to express themselves. You could you could see drag race and drag culture as a little microcosm of the the nation that we're looking at in each case, really, couldn't mm. you? Have we had any Spanish queens on the... I mean, we've had queens of, of Latina and Spanish-speaking nation heritage, like Valentina, she's from Mex- she's of Mexican heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we've had any queens from Spain okay. that I'm aware of. All right, well, let's get into it. Please. Okay. Now, everyone, you have to forgive us. Our pronunciation will get better it will. over the weeks. Because we're going to be fluent in Spanish within yes. about eight weeks now. I'll be holding courses. Course. I'll be holding the courses. Now, the, first, <laughs> the first queen to walk in the runway, the runway, the workroom. Into the workroom. Into the workroom is um, Aranzica Castilla La Mancha. I Gosh, think... that sounded... I'm trying my best. Look, I'm trying. No, okay? I, I, the, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with this pronunciation because there's an X right in the middle. But I'm going to say Aranza. Yeah, Aranska. I'm sure. Please correct us, guys. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll be better at pronouncing. Look, the more and more that we watch the episode as the weeks go on, the more we hear their names, then we'll start to get um, to say it right. Like it was the same with Holland. Yeah, we didn't know how to say their names, but then by the end of it, we We struggled with Megan Skinbrid, didn't we? Yeah, but then we were like, and I still think that's wrong. No, Skinbrid. Skinbrid. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tom, I'm going to ask you, we have to be really, really quick. There's a lot of looks for us to go through. Yeah. I want you to tell me your first impressions of the queen. As a human. As, yeah, as a human. Yeah. And also, what do you think of their entrance look? Okay. So, my first impression of Aranxa is that she's an adorable ball of fun energy. I think she seems really sweet, Absolutely. really funny, really relaxed. Um I think uh, her look is, is really cute. She she describes herself as Hannah Montana-esque in some way, doesn't she? And she is. She she looks like she stepped off stage. She looks like she's styling herself as a young Miley Cyrus. Like her look is actually quite kind of like mid-noughties, isn't it? With like the pink denim. And, yes. But also there's something a little bit 60s about the go-go boots and the hair. But I guess it's that just that kind of Hannah Montana vibe. She wore the same wig in the promo. Mm. Minus one point. <laughs> no. I, I haven't seen the promo, Tom. <gasps> I haven't seen the promo. Well, she she wore a, a white outfit. Again, like a 60s vibe. Mm, more Hannah Okay, well, I, I agree. She reminds me of like a Katia mm. energy. Yeah, as, yeah. as in we're, we're going to fall in love with her. Yeah, yeah. as in you, you, you want to love her. She's delightfully um, real. Yes. And that's what, you know, there's no, I don't feel like there's any pretense of who that character is. I feel like this is just her. Yeah, and there's something something magnetic about someone who has real, genuine energy. That's yes. it's not forced like silky nutmeg. Yeah, the, she she's yeah. There's something genuine and sweet about her that I yeah. think we'll get on board with. Um, I did think that the outfit was very Hannah Montana. You know, like mm. this is what dreams are made of. Do you know what she said? Hey now, <laughs> hey now, this is what dreams you know are made what? of. I, I don't know any Hannah Montana. Song. Oh yeah. Uh, best of both worlds. <laughs> of that Hannah Montana. <laughs> uh, 
the outfit's very pedestrian. Like she's like you know you know that she's not a fashion queen. Well, do you know what? She's smart though because this is an outfit that you can know you know do a sack race or get dunked in water or set on fire in as they usually do in the first episode. I, I think regardless, it should be set on fire. <laughs> okay, regardless, uh, <laughs> she should take it off and just burn it. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's cute. It's easy fine. going. Great vibes, happy go lucky. I mean, I'm. I like her. I like this. I like her a this lot. is the kind of energy I would love to be around. Yeah? I like her a lot. I like her. Yeah, a lot. yeah. cool. So uh, next up, we have Sagittaria. No, her, her entrance uh, quote is, "Why do you need a star if you have a constellation?" Wow. Mm. Now Sagittaria in her promo is very open about being inspired by Aquaria, hence the similar Sagittaria. Yeah, they're from they're from the house of horoscopes. <laughs> I like that. That was cute. Yeah, I like that's what that. it is. And her sister will be in the next season, Capricaria. <laughs> and then her drag daughter, Scorpio. Well, remember Aquarius makeover girl was um, uh, Capricornica. Capricornica. That's what she called her. Capricornica. Oh, no, Capricia Corn. Capricia Corn. Capricia Corn. Oh, gosh. So, I just feel like there's, there's going to be a whole family of Scorpia, Piscia, Gemini,a Toria. Leonania. Leah. 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 However Leah it Michelle. goes. Uh, my energy I get from her, very, very young, very new, very influenced by Drag Race America. Specifically very, the very, season seven yeah, fashion girls. Very, very influenced by Drag Race, by RuPaul's Drag Race, but not drag, as in drag culture. She's, she's a product of RuPaul's Drag Race, not a product of drag appreciation and drag history. Yeah. As in, I can't see her holding uh i can't see her hosting a room i can't yeah. see her as a host i don't think she could command a room yeah she's one of the new wave kind of gorgeous instagram yeah girls, isn't as she? in she'll be an instagram girl and she'll probably be on teen vogue oh absolutely and that's 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 what i see maybe full-on vogue okay Adult yeah vogue, well, she, she's it. got that very youthful appeal um she looks like she's stepped off uh, an advert for Mugler's Angel. She looks really? Like- I felt like she stepped off Disney's um, Elsa on ice. <laughs> That's what um, uh, our answer says to her as well, isn't it? Um, no, I, I thought just the, the, the corsetry and the shape and stuff and the slightly alien-esque vibes was a very Mugler Angel. Like a bit like Naomi Watts modelled for, for one of them and she reminded me of that. She is Gorgeous. She's stunning, and her promo is stunning as well. She is like Jane Mansfield. Gorgeous to look at. So um, there's that. Really she's a fashion girl. Isn't clearly she? takes herself seriously, and she's a little bit shady, but we love a bit of shade on this show. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. A, a shady drag queen. I know, <gasps> gasp. Oh, Escandalo. Can Spanish? That was Spanish. What? Look at me Escandalo. already speaking the language. Oh, God. If, if you need to channel any energy, just go back to that season five um, telenovela. You challenge. are mera stupido if you think you are going to mess with our familia. <laughs> Do you know, Hilda. Most a lot of the girls who did that said that they, that, you know, given kind of like cultural appropriation stuff, they wouldn't do that now. Mm. Or they wouldn't feel comfortable. Like Jinx and Alaska both said it. Yeah. Interesting yeah. how times change. Um, Next up, we have God. Please, please don't kill me, and I will learn everything. Hugasio. Uh, I think Hugasio's fine. Crujiente. Now, I I did look this up, and it's some sort of play on crunchy crab, apparently. But anyway, Hugasio. Hugasio, I find very intriguing. She's a pop art vision, isn't she? She looks like a, she a Picasso is. painting. I I love. This is probably one of my favorite looks ever. 
mm-hmm. on the first episode. This is one of the best looks to ever walk into a workroom. Really cool. Really, it's really, really just, cool. It's Popper. It's very and Andy Warhol. Yeah, to me, like Picasso, Cubism, that kind of stuff. The the face paint was fantastic. It is, it's just captivating. This is perfection. She is captivating, isn't she? That's a lovely word. Um, I she hinted i don't know if this is how this is going to bear out she's i'm sure she said that she prefers to use the three primary colors she said she likes yellow magenta and cyan and that that's what she was wearing because she said something about how she's a graphic designer and if you've got those colors because they're the three colors that a printer uses yeah okay yeah. so she can make anything so i wonder if she's going to be a bit of a tina burner and have like but she can have like a primary color sort of which is far more versatile. I mean, than Tina Burner could never. If Tina Burner inspired the All Star Six promo. I'll have you know. Tina Burner. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna pull a Candy Muse and say I didn't know that Candy owned uh, Red Flames. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Tom. Tina owns them all. So yeah, I mean, this is an amazing look. Um, Hugasio is a trans queen. Well, hopefully, we'll find out more and more I'd about like that narrative, hear... and that story yeah. as the episodes go on. I think we will learn more about it. I but... actually tried to look that up and find out a little more, and I couldn't quite find out uh, their specific identity. So I'm hoping that they talk about it a bit more. Yeah. But um, as, as we always do with queens, when they're in drag, we refer to them with feminine pronouns. Always. Not to disrespect anybody. If they're a drag just... queen, we are going yeah. to refer to them in the feminine pronoun. Yep. She, her. Yeah, as we did with Got Mick, because yeah. that's what Got Mick asked. It's um, a walking pop art. It's a walking ad. It's beautiful. It's perfection. I, I don't get a strong sense of her personality. Absolutely, I don't either. But she seems like a really visually creative person. And 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 her confessionals, the the the, the chat with the producers. It sounded to me like she's just very focused. Mm. She's very very. This is who I am. This is what yeah. I do. I'm a designer. I'm always ready. I'm always. She's an artist. She is an artist, and I think her art comes. First, perhaps her art will speak louder than her words. You know, <laughs> yes, Tom. yeah, okay. So wise, uh, so wisdomous. You know that. Next up, we got Carmen Farala. Farala. Now, she, Carmen says that w- people say Farala wrong. Farala wrong. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong right now. You know, it doesn't help that we've had a few uh, wine. <laughs> Uh, some sangria. Yeah. So, well, we should have some I wish sangria. We had some sangria uh, Tom, Tom, being the the loving uh, guy who doesn't like to culturally appropriate anything, was like, "We kind of sangria because then we might be like, <laughs> they might be like, oh my god, that's just too much, you know? Like, come off it. <laughs> come out like, with maracas. They're, they're trying so Justin hard yet. to be culturally sensitive. They're going to have sangria <laughs> instead of gin tea or wine. <laughs> I think Carmen is a walking Victoria model. She's beautiful and in and out of drag. She's got a bone structure that translates for being a beautiful woman to a handsome man. Yeah. Truly genetically blessed this one. Um, She looks like she stepped off a Versace runway in this two pieces of very Versace. What what, what brand was there? Versace. Say say one more time. Versace. Okay. Um, Do you think she's wearing Versace though? I like the joke that she made about it and she was very like, it's like it's been imported from China, but it's actually a Versace print that I've kind of got a knockoff one and made this myself kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. She, was, she was very self-deprecate. There was something about it when you first look at her, she you think she's going to be arrogant, but actually the more came through her confessionals, which is actually capable of being quite self-deprecating and likable, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think that she's got to go far. She's confident. Very, very confident. Um, that's all I can say. 
Yeah, but like she's she's not she afraid is, to make fun of herself. Carmen is the first queen to walk in who gives me the old school armor plate vibe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when whenever we talk about drag queens, I always feel the drag queens that I grew up knowing of um, before RuPaul's Drag Race was that drag queens were these metal-plated, armoured, uh-huh. hard, fierce. scared, fierce, ferocious <laughs> beings. Like, they were just they like... they had to be. They had to, yeah, exactly. They had to be. They they hosted a room. They were the bouncers mm-hmm. as well as the hosts yeah, and the yeah, MCs. Yeah. And they did the drinks. All rolled like, into they were, one. Yeah, exactly. So whenever I think of an old-school drag queen, I think of that. I think of someone that you couldn't penetrate. Someone that will... Don't, don't you come for <laughs> Them you couldn't penetrate, but maybe she'd let you if you're uh, a compliment. <laughs> like, yeah. So, something about Carmen lets me gives me the feeling that she has that armor plate. She gives yeah. me the old school vibe. Yeah, she's here to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's here to slay. Yeah, okay. She ain't here to play. Yeah. So, I, I really <laughs> think that she's gonna do well. I really like her. Yeah. Good vibes. Next up, we got Poopy Puss. Poisson? She pronounces it poison. Poison. Because we looked at it and we thought like the French word for fish, poisson, which would be a drag queen joke, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But um, I I think it's actually poopy poisson. Uh, now, uh, poopy, poopy gives me proper old school drag vibes. She strikes me as a veteran who's been on the scene for years. The other girls seem to know her and she seems to know them. And it seems like she's a really well-known name. Um, in terms of her entrance look, she was dressed as one of the Von Trapp kids. Um, when they did High in the Hill, yeah. I find this interesting because it's Drag Race España and she's wearing Lederhosen, which is of the Alpine countries. It's an Austrian, it's Bavarian, it's it's Swiss, it's not Spanish. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I guess, I guess, you know, any queen can dress as any nation within reason, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was just an interesting choice to me. Mm. Um, her, her words walking in was funny and absurd. I wave or give you the bird. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's in English. That's a subtitles. Does it also rhyme in Spanish? I'm always and, intrigued by stuff like that. And then I was like, wow, she, she's a bilingual. She, she rhymes in every language. Mm-hmm. C- come on, Dr. Sosa. <laughs> I like it. As this introductory sequence moves forward, she gets a lot of talking head time. She's got a lot to say. I think she's going to be a good narrator. Her makeup really does look like a... A um, Bendela. Don't you think her face? She's got a very, very Bendela face. It's not like it's not like current, you know, fashion makeup. Mm. It's it's old school drag queen makeup, and good for her. When you say old school drag queen makeup, are you talking like they she bought the makeup from the pharmacy or the drugstore <laughs> and did it in a I'm, dark car I'm just on the way to a gig, or no. is that a read? It's not a read. What I'm saying is that you know, post drag race girls do all these like fashion tricks with their makeup that you know they work the highlighter the cut crease the the sweeping eyeliner the the you know the the ombre arched brows and all this and various contouring tricks she didn't have a lot of that going on she reminded me of again the kind of queens that we probably grew up seeing in the clubs Mm. and on tv where it was kind of like this is my face i'm kind of putting makeup on as if a woman was i'm a woman Putting on makeup, yeah, kind of thing. it wasn't uh, the it was it wasn't the illusion of looking 
um, as womanly as possible. It yep. was the I'm a man in makeup, and uh, I'm uh, first and foremost a man in makeup. I am a drag queen. And this I'm is the joke, waka 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 yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And this is it's not a read in any way, shape, or form. It just tells me that she probably focuses more on performance than look, which and is I great. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she taught me my one of my first Spanish words because there was a bit of um, shade going on between her and uh, Carmen. Uh-huh. Where, uh, who was it? A poopy said, yo, look good. She goes, yeah, well, you know, you tried. <laughs> and then she was like, como? And como. the subtitles said, what? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, I want to say that all the time. Como? Como? <laughs> como? I could teach you a useful Spanish word. Pera. Pera. Bitch. I've heard that. Every, where have I heard that? Uh, it's popped up on Drag Race a few times. And Reina is queen. Pera. Pera is bitch. And Reina, como? queen. Como? What? Yeah. You what? I think we're going to be. I think we're we're going to do good. fine. <laughs> we're going to do, we're so gonna do fine. Our last podcast will be in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You, you wait. You wait for, the finale would be us doing it in Spanish. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> gonna, that I learned better from Pedro Almodovar films. So that we'll would say. be good. But yeah, I agree with you with Poopy. It's, um, I can't wait to see her in a. I think, yeah. In the Snatch game. Oh, yeah. Acting challenges. Yeah. Uh, all the rest. Reading. And hopefully she can also sing as well because that's part of an old school singing. thing is singing too. Yeah. An old school thing is to sing. Mm-hmm. Next up we got Killer Queen. Killer Who Queen. I thought was Sister Sister. Well, she, Sister Sister, I hope she's getting royalties from this uh, blue mouth, blue silvery mouth effect. Well, it was actually a mask though, wasn't it? it was yeah, like, so it's more a horror. But a horror did that to spite Sister Sister. We know that. So it was more horror. Um, she says, I can hear the spike in your heartbeat. Killer Queen just arrived at the workroom. Yeah. I mean, this look is cool. She's kind of like anime doctor superheroine, isn't she? Well, yeah, she's definitely superheroine or like supervillain. You know, like Team Rocket? Yeah. Before they, but when they arrive, before they do anything, you hear the, it's time for travel or make, make a, a double. double. To the fear in the world from the, I just felt like this was more of a catch, but like a more of a yeah. like an intro, mm-hmm. you know, because it's quite long. But yeah, it was good. I mean, her name is Killer Queen. She too, like you, is a doctor. I guess that's an ironic twist on being a doctor. Because she's supposed to save lives, but she's Killer Queen. Yeah, well, but also a reference to the Queen song, probably. I Killer talk, Queen. Yeah, I talk to people when I when I see a dentist, when I see a podiatrist, when I see a doctor. I talk to them. I do. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Know them. And um, if I was talking to a doctor and they told me they're the dragon, I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing! What's your dragon name? And they said Killer Queen. <laughs> I'd stand my ass up and walk up their door. And they're standing there with a syringe. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, well, it's time imagine for a dentist with a drone. My yeah, name's yeah. Killer Queen. Now open up. I'd be like, whoa, back it up. No, no, no. <laughs> Can I just quickly look you up on the GMC register? Just very, very quickly. Yeah, okay, just going to make a call outside. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Uh, I mean, I admire this hugely. I don't know how she has the time to do this. She says she's a, a an accident emergency doctor as well. I think that's amazing. I'm, I'm hugely admiring of that. Because being a doctor, I mean, I know I'm a broadcaster as well as a doctor, you know. But being a drag queen is is a real commitment. You know, to be a no, well, it, it can or it can't be. It depends how much time that you put into it. Like there are some queens, like um, I don't know, Aiden Zane, who's never performed before, and Joey she's Jay a drag queen like that made into a drag race. We've got Joey J, who was another bedroom queen. Then we've got who who only the one. There's there's a lot of queens who are drag queens who don't do it full time. So I do believe that she is a drag queen. I she will say, probably doesn't get as much gigs as everyone. Well, she looks fairly 
you know, first impression. She looks pretty slick and polished. Uh, didn't get a strong, again, didn't get a strong sense of her personality. I think we'll find out more as we go along. What um, did you think of her look? Did I thought like it was great. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it was really interesting. She was kind of like, you know, like I said, anime superheroine. It was like uh, Scary Spice's hair. I love the, the, those hair um, horns. Yeah, when she, she mates it with a Smurf. <laughs> Smurf had blonde hair. But yeah, I, she should have walked in there giving COVID, giving COVID jabs. So that would be great. That would hmm. be such a good first impression, wouldn't it? Right. But yeah, <laughs> Vaccines for all. Yeah. No, good. I, I'm excited to see um, what else the doctor brings. Yeah. Next up, we got Dovima Nurmi, 24 years old. Someone ordered a whore. <laughs> and it's very, very season five face crack of the century. In works Coco Montrese. <laughs> yes, yeah. because this is the arch nemesis of Sagittarius. Isn't yeah. it? Now, Davima Nurmi is also the same thing that I said about Sagittarius, about Sagittarius being a product of RuPaul's Drag Race and not Drag Race, mm-hmm. not, not, not drag as an art form. I really do feel like Davima Nurmi is a product of RuPaul's Drag Race. She is a Drag Race baby because I literally thought it was Miss Fame walking she into the world. She strongly resembles Miss Fame. Yeah. Really I was similar like, oh, hi, Miss Fame. Or is it Violet? Yeah. No, it is Dovima Nermi. But again, exactly what you said about Sagittarius. She feels like a post-season seven fashion girl. Yeah. Again, I got strong... Interesting that she's associated with Sagittarius because I got strong Mugler vibes from her catsuit as well. But um, it was almost as if like Sagittarius was like uh, a light Disney princess Mugler model and uh, Dovima is the dark side you know the Maleficent version but in her Meet the Queens she said she strongly identifies with Disney villainesses she loves Ursula um, uh, Maleficent Claudeville I think she does two-toned hair quite a lot as well like Manila Um very very beautiful um, I guess we'll find out more about her as we go along as well she seemed quite reserved um, she talked a lot, like, again, in her um, her Meet the Queens about being a villainess, and she really pushed that. But she doesn't, like, give me strong villainess vibes. No, you're seen. right. Like, I'm a villainess, I'm a villainess, I'm a villainess. She walked in, like, really, really scary. And then her, the um, the talking head, out of drag, she just, I just thought she was really, really chill. And she said, like, uh, all these, the, the fights with Sagittarius didn't start anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, For a villain to be like, yes, I'm the bad one. I made sure that Sagittarius didn't do that. It was like, I started none of them. I caused none of the drama. But I'm a villain. Because what we know about villains is that they're proactive, not reactive. Think you know, they have a work ethic. There it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> they're hard workers. They, they really are. are. Uh, next up, we got Inti, 20 years old. Who I just felt is stunning in drag. Absolutely. Who walks in saying, tell your daddy he forgot this at home. <laughs> I don't know if that means that Inti is a slut as well. <laughs> Good for her. Another whore that Good was for ordered, her. probably. Good for Complete model. She's so tall right. and slim, right? That's like the body of Tia Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, she can wear such anything. An interesting look. The difference as between well. her and Tia Coffee is that she knows what to wear. Oh, absolutely. And she, you can tell she body. knows her fashion. Yes. She's in this head to toe sort of crimson get up that reminded me of the, the McQueen Joan runway. Just anything red, head to toe red reminds me of that. Um, complete model, completely beautiful, but also such an interesting beauty, I thought. My main my main takeaway from Inti was I'm intrigued. I really want to see what Inti brings. I think she's got a unique point of view. She's from Bolivia. Um, she has indigenous heritage. 
Um, and she also spoke about, um, and she didn't specifically say that she identifies as gender non-binary, but she brought in the purse, the clutch with the intersex kind of references on it. So I think she's just going to have a unique point of view when it comes to gender, culture, references. Yeah. Very excited to see what she brings. Well, I do love everything that she's wearing from the makeup and the hair. So interesting. It really, really, it's like Mm. mounted candy. Mm. You know, when it's really, really gooey, then it just hardens. I really felt like that's what it looked like on her, but it was just the way that it hardened was Mm. just really, really right. It was really right. Really right. Yeah, it was correct. I think she's going to storm the runway. She doesn't um, corset. She didn't cinch. I mean, no she course. she looks tiny. She doesn't look like she needs to. Yeah, but I I I from the the visual that I got, if she had corseted and created that hourglass, mm. it just would have been it's, high. It would have been it would have been very high fashion Violet Chachki type. Strikes me that she's less into that kind of like hyper feminine burlesque silhouette. I think she's probably more into more of an androgynous like heroin chic, straight up and down. There's nothing androgynous about the look, Tom. She's wearing pants. And? And she's not got boobies. And she's not cinched. Oh, you're right. So get off my back, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to edit that out because I don't like it when you sound good. I don't like it when you call me out and try to embarrass me in front of the listeners, Tom. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's called Power. Next up, we have is it Drag Volcano, who was another team rocker who walked in saying, <laughs> the Canary Islands are volcanic and drag race stage won't be any less. Here with you, the one and only Drag Volcano. It was I, very like, I really a felt monologue. like, wow, yeah. she's got a catchy. <laughs> She's got a cap rage. Like, I was like, Team Rocket, yeah, you guys inspired a lot of these. Are they queens. Jesse and James, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt like, woo, girl, girl. No, she's an intimidating She's presence. got an intro. She uh, was wearing these amazing kind of stilt-like heels. All these spikes. She was kind of like Pinhead from Hellraiser, but if he emerged from a volcano. Um, some See, of the you other... say volcano. I saw hedgehog. I saw a kinna. So did. Um... What do you call it? I saw sea urchin. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Very that. I did not see volcano. Um, Poopy said that she looked like a transformer hedgehog, which I thought was cool as well. Um, like she's from a Beast Wars transformer. Um, now the other girl said specifically that Canary Island girls are intimidating. I don't quite know what that means yet. Whether it's like that's where the elite drag queens of Spain go because of the tourist culture and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. where you get the like high powered gigs, or if that's where the crazy girls go, we don't know. Well, fine, maybe the Canary Islands is the New York, yeah. I, I maybe it is, you know. You know I'm from New York, yeah, I'm, yeah, New York. Yeah. I'm a New York queen, yeah. yeah I do it, drag get a gig in, in New, New York, York, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that we also know about Drag Volcano is she's not very good at maths. <laughs> So they're like, girl, how tall are you? She goes, 120. They're, they're like, they're like 120. She's like, yeah, 180 plus uh, 30 centimeters. It's, you know, 120. It's just math. Like, girls, we've got to be more than just pretty faces. We've got to be more than amazing gowns and designer dresses. We've got to be thinkers, okay? Like, it's just math. She might as well have launched since that monologue. <laughs> she, she might she? I was like, well, I, I was confused. I'm like, 120. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's really sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that she just had like her own measurement system, and she, she was like one twenty, and I was like one twenty watts. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, 120 voltage, which which basically is 67, 67. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, there was that. Well, she's cute. Um, you know, nautical miles. Yeah, she's she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. She's, cute. she's a very handsome man. A lot of these uh, queens are. Okay, yeah, drag. I mean, I th- I thought I didn't want to like be like oh stereotype. They're going to be really really good looking, but a lot of these. They're, they're really good looking. <laughs> you horn dog. They're really good looking, these Spanish people. Him especially. I, I would not look at him. If I was to walk past them in the street or in a club, I would mm-hmm. not think drag queen. That's a good thing though, isn't it? Because it should make us all question our stereotypes. Well, yeah. yeah okay, fine. Yeah. But I would not think drag but queen. A, a guy, you know, a guy like Drag Volcano um, has to be a great, drag queen in the sense that she has to know how to pad she has to you know she can't get away with like wearing bare body and that kind mm. of thing you know mm. otherwise she'll end up looking like Pokemon Jesus makeover from season five. Oh gosh horchata that gorgeous man and what coco did to her do you know even worse carmen carrera's makeover and she did her dirty bringing her back Carmen Carrera. Hmm. Carmen Carrera. Talk to me about Macarena. So the last now, girl that we meet. one thing they do is they say fags a lot they do, they do, and they but they bleep it out. On the, the, um, no, we're going to say it because we reclaim it. Oh, absolutely! I we reclaim can say fag the all day long. It. Yeah. Um. So they keep saying fags, and I was just like, it comes up a lot. Is it their f word? They might mean cigarettes. That's what we say in the UK. That's what a fag Quite is. Possibly. Well, she walks in saying, "What's up, fags? I brought pork rinds." So I'm like, "Oh, what a considerate queen!" <laughs> no, lovely. She's that Snacks queen. Around. Who else has brought food into the workroom? Pop quiz, go. Tell me. I, Five, I can, four. No, jokes. I won't count you now. I can picture somebody. Mimi, I'm first. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and also from the All Star Sex promo. Silky, Silky. But she wasn't sharing it in a very nice way. Well, she threw it at the end. She threw it at someone. She threw it. I would have picked it up and threw it right back. Yeah. That's what I would have done. But Macarena, I like Macarena. I Macarena, think I like the look. It was very campy. Very campy drag queen to She's me. Princess Peach's little sister, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's all I got, really. I, yeah, camp, flamboyant, um, another good talking head, I think. She seems funny. Um, I loved her promo look. It was very uh, Karen Smith from Mean Girls. I'm a mouse. Duh. Duh. Oh, <laughs> yes. You put a, hey, you put up a post on our Instagram. If you, if you haven't done that yet, please do so. Go follow our Instagram. Uh, Dr. Tom is our fashion mogul here, and he does a lot of references with fashion and the outfits that the girls do on the show. So check it out. I do my best, guys. I would like to say that Sagittaria already liked the post of her, so... She's got good taste. I'm team Sagittarius, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. We're team whoever likes and follows. Do you know who else is really lovely at liking things? Maxi. Maxi Shields. Shields. She's so lovely. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Now, that's all of the queens it for is. Drag Race España. Yeah. You know what? What I was thinking as I was watching this is I would just love to be in that room with those girls. They I just look really, energy. really fun. They yeah. look really, really easygoing. I like the vibe of the of the queens. I like the way that they conversate. Conversate, just they talk. Just they talk. Just they talk. I love that they talk. It's just good energy, good vibes. I love it because there's a bit of shade, but it's like it's fun. It's proper drag queen shady fun. Mm. Um, I'm really, really liking these girls on first impressions. Yep. Lovely energy. I completely agree. So, Rup, like most of the other international franchises, RuPaul has not made an appearance. Mm-hmm. She probably won't be, but you know, we'll find out. Who is going to be taking us through the journey of Drag Race España, Tom? 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to stage the incomparable Miss Supreme. Have you heard of Supreme? I haven't personally, but first impressions. She seems like consummate pro. She seems funny, glamorous. I love her. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, make sure. No, no, no. That's the beginning of it. I guess we haven't yet said it. We should have said it in the beginning. But what we do mm -hmm. is we watch the show bit by bit, like a live viewing. Yeah. So we don't watch the show um, through immediately. What we do is we watch it bit by bit. So we've only seen the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get into the rest of the show. Yep. And we stop and we pause and we discuss. Now the podcast is usually one of the first to come out because we tend to watch it, podcast as we watch, edit and then release it yep. immediately so that you get to hear our original thought, mm -hmm. our um, genuine thoughts, our first our immediate reactions mm -hmm. and thoughts on what's happening. Before everyone else starts talking and diluting our opinions we want to be the first raw, unfiltered undiluted yes that's it that's it yeah so um <laughs> let's get back into it and we are back so we've just seen up until the final runway so we we're going to be discussing what we've seen in the workroom, uh, a little bit about the maxi challenge, and then what kind of engagement we see with the queens inside the uh -huh. workroom, yeah? Uh -huh. So the, the mini challenge was the queens had to do a photography challenge. Think season uh, five's Alexander McQueen's paint, machine four. paint, season four's machine paint uh, dress or photography. Season two's Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. That, just, just putting the girls in a ridiculous situation where they're going to struggle to maintain yeah. any sort of class decorum or poise. Putting them in a health and safety position <laughs> yeah. and saying, look hot, look hot while dying. Justifying <laughs> that watertight waiver that they've signed. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Putting it to the test. Absolutely. Eh? Just yeah. so you know that we can't get in trouble for this. <laughs> so they had to go do that. They jumped into uh, an electronic ball. Have you ever done one of those? Yes. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Difficult. I think I would be amazing on it. I don't think I'd, they'll be able to get me off. I'd like to give it another go. It's harder than you think. I've No, there's, it looks there's, easy. There's very little to hold on to. There's very, they, they have a bit of a handle on the top, but it's, it's actually quite hard and the momentum throws you off quite quick, quickly. No, I, I think that I'd be able to like... Balance. All right, sports superstar. I'm just saying, Tom. I'm just saying, okay? Anyway, Obviously, this is reference as bullfighting as a Spanish. So, uh, there not really... I mean, a lot of times the mini challenges are just ridiculous situations uh -huh. to find someone to give a win to, to give them an advantage going into the the maxi challenge. It's, it's it? often plotline driven. I guess in this case, Carmen, we'll say Carmen won. Yes. Um, I think it's because she clung on the longest, to be honest. And it was quite entertaining. For dear life. And they all saw her undercarriage. Yes. Yes. Yes, they did, Tom. Yes. The words These I heard happen. were balls. Yes, there was the words they used they saw her I'd balls. never use such nunk. um so she did nice. hang on and then she was kind of like vogue vogue dropping um <laughs> on the ball while yeah. hanging on like fall but make it fashion yeah she, ju think she jumped on with confidence which yeah. is enjoyable i think that was a good thing i didn't there weren't many standouts for me um but the girls did look they had a, a good time now what advantage did carmen farala get well she was able so it's a construction challenge let's just say very very similar to something we've seen in nearly every other franchise of drag race you know uh drag on a dime posh on a penny drag on a dollar yeah so on, in this case it's it's a rummage sale so turn a box of crap into something fashion forward usually they do like from past experience they like you to look good and fashion forward but to 
as uh, Kim Chi would say, embrace the materials. <laughs> um, so you should like it should in some way reflect the the fact that it's trash. Yeah, a great example of that would be for me. I always think of the Vina de Campos. Hers um, is fantastic. The look that she did with the what? What do you call that material? Uh, it was like canvas bag. Yeah, the material. Ca- the ca- the canvas materials. Yeah. I always feel like it's fashion, but you also knew that it was trash. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's what it is. You got to, as you said, embrace the materials. In, embrace the materials. Um, thank you. Kimchi. Another, another really good example, I think, that people often slept on was uh, Lanasia Sparks in season five with the shoe in the yeah, wig yes the shoe but she made an entire gown out of wallpaper and it completely looked like, like wallpaper but it was so like sculptural I thought Alaska was a standout in that one as well because she made a pretty dress that looked like it was made out of cling film sarang yeah. wrap as they say in the states um, so yeah great examples there um, now, the conversation of the workroom it was nice they um the first thing that comes to my mind that I remember them discussing was the talk of trans identity yep. and um, gender non-binary mm-hmm. coming underneath the umbrella of the trans um the the, well, the trans umbrella. Yeah, and there were more than one. There were about four people who they counted identified for themselves as gender non-binary. Hukaseo, Macarena, uh, Aranza, and Inti. Yeah, all identified as non-binary. Um, obviously, that's a spectrum as well. Um, but I, I guess what we can gather from that and what we take from that is that going forward, out of drag, they will prefer they, them pronouns in drag, as is the convention for drag queens, they'll be a she. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and it was, it was good. So there's a nice sense of community for them there. I, hopefully it makes them all feel less other because I think sometimes non-binary queens thus far have been a little bit of it in inverted commas novelty in a sense and they they've they've kind of stood out in the cast when I think of like Bimini etc um no but there was another one Bimini in UK season two it was Bimini and um Jenny Lehman was oh of course Jenny did yeah, yeah they had a good bonding well. moment didn't they yeah um but this great there's a little community here and everybody seems to be as they should, accepting and embracing this. Yeah. Um, another nice moment was when they were talking about accepting mums and mums who fought for their children's sort of otherness and queerness. Well, yeah, and the conversation that what also comes up in the conversation, and I also want to ask you, mm-hmm. is they're talking about like Carmen had an adorable story about how she didn't have dolls growing up, but she used to take the lid, uh, cut the lid off yeah. the top of a felter pen and put some materials in it, and it looked like a doll, and she'd use that as a doll. Mm-hmm. What experiences? What do you remember you doing as young that was very gay? That was just like I'm a gay boy. I remember. I remember. Even though, yeah, as a kid, I loved like dinosaurs and transformers. I also loved you know feminine things as well if i could get my hands on them so whenever i went with my sister to her friend's house who had my little ponies i would play with those and also i remember the dressing up box in in uh, like you know like uh, the most junior bit of school where they'd you'd have like a playhouse and a dressing up box and stuff i used to fight the girls for this flamboyant red dress that i'd put on and it was just accepted that i was able to put on that dress and nobody questioned it I, used I was like, I am wearing that today. You are not. It's, it's it's so nice hearing the little stories of like. Obviously, you you you're just born gay, aren't you? If if you are, and when you're young, you do things you don't realize. Actually, that was me starting to realize that uh-huh. when I was younger, I used to do like I was 
always dancing with my girl cousins, always mm-hmm. wanting to know how to do their dance. And there's a specific girl dance in our Samoan culture. And I'd always want to do that dance. I also used to hold concerts at school. You know this. I think that's more to do with you being bowler than it is to do with you being gay. I used to hold concerts at school. I used to always <laughs> love playing um, hopscotch yeah. and um, elastics and mm-hmm. fire and, and, and handstands. Mm-hmm. Um, for Christmas one year, my my uncle bought me a toy gun. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls down um, a couple of... Um, Houses down. Her name was Mona Lisa Tafia Davison. I remember. I remember that full <laughs> name because I was name. like, "That's a fabulous name." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. her name was Mona Lisa Tafia Davison, and um, she got a um, coloring, uh, coloring pens in a pencil case, a very mm-hmm. flamboyant one. And she was my friend, and I went over, and then she liked my gun, and I really <laughs> liked her, her pencil case, and so we swapped. Amazing. So we swapped gifts, and then my uncle was like, "Bolo, where's your gun? I bought you." And I'm like, "I swapped it for these," and then he made me take it back and get. Mm-hmm. My no. gun back. Yeah. How heartbreaking. So I had, to, I had to walk over like really, really sad saying my uncle said I have to give the you have oh. to give my gun back and I have to give you these back. And I just remember being like, Oh I'm sure Mona Lisa was equally disappointed. She yeah, wanted, she was. She yeah, for memory, she was she wasn't happy. But I was like, I'm not happy either. Okay. Like, <laughs> we've got to no get through we've no got to get through this together, yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Look, Mona Lisa Sophia Davison, we got this, yeah. okay? We're stronger than this. <laughs> Do you know what I always think, and we, we talk about it sometimes as another expression of this same thing, is that uh, nine out of ten times, if you ask a a gay man or gay boy who he would choose when he was playing Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, it would be Chun Li, Katana, Lily, Melina, Sonya Blade, you Cami, all yeah. the way, yeah, um, Nina Williams, woman. yeah. That's it. They also had a discussion about like having a great mother. Presence yeah. in their life who actually it was really nice to hear that conversation i pictured these strong fiery uh, uh spanish, spanish women. women who Pera. yeah who are like don't you talk about my wonderful flamboyant child that way better yeah that's very right. dark yeah. yes it's I- wonderful to hear that some of these girls have had such good support networks because you know uh a really crucial factor in kind of enduring trauma and um you know, in, in a factor in, in minimizing the effect of other traumas as you go through life is having a strong support base. And yeah. what better support base than these wonderful and mums that they speak exactly. of? Exactly. My favorite story was Intos. How, mm. um, oh, yeah. When she, the mother brought her a fan mm-hmm. and uh, she would, you know, dance around with the fan, and the mum, was it the mum? The yeah. mum would say, This boy is he's a gay boy. And mm-hmm. then the grandma were like, No, he's an artist. No, no it was the other way around. Uh, grandma said, This child is queer. And then the mum said, No, he's an artist. No, he's an artist. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I want to say from now on. I'm not gay. I identify as an artist. I'm an artist. I'm not gay. I'm not queer. I'm an artist. I thought that was the best story ever, isn't it? All right, Tom, should we get into the final runways? Yeah, I I'm just a- think, just again, just to reflect on kind of like, lovely light atmosphere this this episode don't you think a lot of kiki a lot of fun yeah, a lot lovely. of good vibes, a lot of good energy except for that little rift between Sagittaria and I love the way they were stringing out that drama then they're like we'll tell you if we survive this episode yeah we'll tell you at the finals it, it may have been over a man <laughs> <laughs> also it's another word mucho meaning a lot yeah or lots mundo world or earth Mucho. So I've learned mucho. Mm-hmm. Mucho and hola. 
Empera. You've learned so much today. And como? 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 Okay, you, sorry. You're just Let, growing. Let's move you? on. Let's get into the runway. Okay, it's time for us to get into the runways. Uh-huh. Remember, the category is rummage sale. Rummage sale. Yes. Yeah. So it's op shop realness. Dragon a dime. Dragon a dime. There it is. It's, it's what, all those things. It's make fashion out of crap. Posh, posh on a peseta. Now, the first queen to walk in is Inti. Talk to me. Inti. Well, I thought Inti looked stunning. She looked every inch the model here in this sort of silvery... Uh, thigh-high slit dress with like a tall train and a parasol. Um, to me, I thought she was fulfilling her brief because she said that she likes to combine futuristic elements with her indigenous roots. And I really got that because she had these different elements around like the headdress and the tassels, but the rest of it was quite silvery and futuristic. I thought she looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was almost like a Versace-esque sort of silhouette with the thigh-high slits and stuff. Mm. I I mean, I liked it. Mm. Little, I, little Galliano touch with the parasol as well. A lot of the times I find it difficult to know if I like the outfit or if I like the model. Because mm. sometimes the model just makes the outfit look really, really good. Yeah. And I mean, in this example, Inti has the body of a model. She really, really does. She's Long, like, slender, name sleek. Is exactly. So I'm like, oh, she looks hot. And mm. I tr- I'm trying to see if I can separate the outfit from the model, but it, it just looks good. I think she looks great. Yeah. 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 I think she's, and like to my eye, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fashion designer, I'm not a seamstress, but it looks relatively well made to me. And it's got the trashy element as well. It is in there with like, I can tell that it's been made from bits and pieces, you know? Yeah. It's a structured hodgepodge, yes. isn't it? Yes. It's, it's the right kind of hodgepodge. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, is it a yas or a pass? It's a yas. It's a yas. Okay, next up we have Aranxa. Now, what do you think? Um, so to, to me, this again is the 60s theme for me with, with Aranxa. Twiggy era? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the hair's not super duper twiggy, but you know, there's like this little Mary Quant mini skirt, there's the, the geometric kind of block pattern. Um, this color scheme always reminds me of those Sweeties fruit salads, you know, the sort of pink with the yellow. Anyway, not a fan of salads. <laughs> it's a fruit salad. Um, so yeah, I think she looks adorable. I think, and again, she's she's made an outfit here. It's a competent outfit. Do I get a trashy element? Not so much. This looks like it's been made out of material. It it's um it's quite basic. It's a piece of fabric. I mean, do, I don't see a hem. <laughs> do you I, see a hem? I didn't check. Everywhere with my, you look, with can my you see a hem? Derek Barry glasses. I didn't yeah. check. It's like, in, I mean, I'm not a seamstress either, but it looked like a quite simple arrangement of fabric. Um, it's not the most. Well, the, the top is a bit better, the bottom is a bit simple, uh, but it looks cute. It's not the most ambitious thing in the world, but. She, she looks It's cute. very, like, mod. That's it's what like, I think. Yeah, 60s yeah. mod, Mary it's Quant. 60s, yeah. It's 60s um, mod, Tom. Yeah, you've never heard that before, have you? No. I thought I'd bring it up with my fashion references. That is brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. The wig, the, the whole bubbly attitude. It's just very... It's also very on brand. The presentation is great with the yeah. bubbles and the skipping, and she's so cheerful. I mean, she, she brings me joy to look at her. I want to give it a yas. I give it a yas. I give it a yas, yeah, yeah, because it's just... It's very her, from what I know. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Hugasio. Now, this is one of those when I was like, I don't quite know what I'm looking at, but I like it. There was so much strange characterization going here. Like, she was some sort of mop alien. 
um, with this blue aquatic color scheme, this headpiece, the mop bits on the fingers. The dress itself didn't look like it was a bit of a sack with a belt, if you ask me. But she brought in so much character and so much concept. It was kind of like uh, Mrs. Overall from Acorn Antiques if she was some sort of very lacrimose alien. It was very strange, but I liked it. I think it is. Uh, it's a. I don't know what to think of it, Tom. Well, that's what I think. I think that's what Hugasio is going to bring to us every week. I think Hugasio is going to really what make... confusion. Yeah, I think she's really going to make us think, and I'm excited for that. I, I don't get it, but I don't think it's bad. I don't get it either, but I'm yeah. intrigued. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I do like the character, the crying, mm-hmm. the blue, what the blue represents, the mopping, and the arrangement and the creation of the gown. I think it has been created to look like something. Yeah. I don't know what, but it's it's something. It's something from her mind. I really want to get into her mind and know her references and where she's The answers from. are good. It's, it's a yas. It's a yas. It's a yas. What about the next one? We have Killer Queen. Now, this is a highly competent outfit. And we saw from the outset, the other queens are like, right, so she's over there with her sewing machine going 10 to the dozen while we're just, you know, scratching our heads with our little sketchbooks over here. And this shows, this is a fantastic garment, I think. Can I see a trashy element? No, it looks really fashionable. <laughs> Again, we've seen Marie Antoinette before. We see Marie Antoinette every season, sometimes twice a season. Not the most original point of reference, but is she a good point of reference? Yes, because she brings an instant sense of like glamour and regality, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, the dress itself, yeah, had these uh, Versailles, Marie Antoinette-esque elements. There was kind of like these petal or butterfly type elements that gave me um, that Moschino floral and butterfly runway okay. a couple of years ago. I think it was 2018. I, I like the relatability of um, the presentation mm. when she said, I must confess, I've never been to a rummage sale. <laughs> I was like, that's high. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, the rummage sale, isn't it the sale rack? At a at a store to me isn't that a rummage sale? I think it's probably what we'd call a car boot sale in the UK or a yard sale in the in the US. It's well, the same as you've been to an op shop. It's a similar sort of principle. Yeah, well, um, I think that this outfit is nice. It's nice. It's different. It's, it's unusual. unusual. It's nice. Um, it's definitely it's full of color. It's it's a Mary Antoinette goes to Mardi Gras, and I've used Ariel Versace's weave. Oh, yeah, it was very Ariel Versace. I think that it's a lot. I think it's a lot. A drag queen wearing a lot. Yeah. I think she's just doing too much. <laughs> it's just too much. I can't get on board with this. I mean, they do give that critique. So I'm sorry, but this is too much. <laughs> drag queen. You give me yeah. too much. Yeah, drag artiste. <laughs> it's, it's just, you're all over the place. Can I just give you some advice? You're a bit loud. Tone it down. Yeah, it you're down. a bit loud. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit too flamboyant. Deafening. <laughs> Um, but I like it. I like it. Talk to me. I'm oh, sorry. So it's a yas from oh, me. Oh, that's a, a big yas. My favorite yeah. so far. We have to remember that they also made these outfits. Now talk to me about Sagittaria from the House of Horoscopes. <laughs> this is super cool. This is, I read, I like this a lot. So, um, she talked about using colorful balls, uh, in the workroom and I thought she was going to go for something very similar to what Keita Mean 
did uh, Just Gone in Drag Race Down Under, where she did like a colorful, like ball pit clownish thing. But then I thought that'd be quite off brand for her. So she clearly spray painted them black and arranged them around herself. Still, anybody like using pom poms on themselves, balls on them, gives me um, Agatha Ruiz La Prada vibes, who's a Spanish fashion designer. Um, but um, it was cool how she had like this serpentine kind of cord with the balls net. It reminded me of, you remember Lady Gaga when she had that, um, was it Gucci who did it? That uh, that Galaxy, no, Armani that did that Galaxy dress that she wore. Yeah, sure. To an award ceremony. Well, see, when I saw that, I saw like, you know, in school when you have to make the solar system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, that I really felt like I've made this outfit before. And like, I, I know, she and let's be stunning. honest, like Sagittarius, she's quite young. She probably just made it from GCEC or she just <laughs> made it from high school last year. Yeah. And she remembered how to make it this, and just recreated it for this the stage. Is A-level app yeah, this is A-levels. She clearly she's CEA level one. She's a queen who benefits from being able to strut down the runway wearing next to nothing. Yes. And I will say that, you know, she looked amazing. She looked amazing. Was there the level of technical construction that, say, Killer Queen or even Inti put in? Probably not. But no. It was, she still she looked amazing. She benefits from her body. Defo. So, yeah. It's still a yas from me. It's a yas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still a yas from me. I think we're just saying yes to everything. Because so. they look great. Oh, wait. Uh, the Macarena. What do you think about Macarena? So, yeah. This might be my first pass, actually. Um... I thought one thing I couldn't quite get past was how awkward the length was. And there was these different panels of fabric. And I'm sure this is, you know, she was constrained by what she had available. She probably didn't have huge swathes of fabric. But do you remember Dax in season eight wearing that horrible dress that she obviously put it's a panel in the bottom? Then, yes. mm-hmm. It was reminding me of that. Um, yeah, um, it's very... I mean, it's, it's just pure hodgepodge. <laughs> so, like, it's, oh no, you better do don't. With a dodo, I don't. It's and she, but she went for it. I it's, wondered uh, if it was a little divine reference with pink flamingo there on her shoulder. I thought that maybe it was that kind of like high camp reference. It's a piece of long fabric. That's not, with things glued to it. I've seen. Okay, so it's not La Larie level. Mm. So I've seen worse. Or Candy Muse. Or Candy Muse. Oh. Um, but it's not. It's it's the worst one I've seen on the runway so far this episode easily yeah it's a pass for me it passed for me unfortunately as well talk to me about the vima so uh, you know for sisters who've fallen out this is remarkably similar i thought to what sagittaria put together some of the elements are a bit different though because there's this clear kind of like bondage element with uh, that reminded me of sort of vivian westwood helmet lang all those sorts of um uh you know your bondage referencing bits and pieces around her um again a queen who benefits from having a slim runway ready body stop relying on their body <laughs> isn't it like a lot of the times the uh, the girls with the great bodies just rely on their bodies mm-hmm. if they can't do it yeah yeah so i mean she, she has a, another example I, she, I, I one element i really did like was the hair the hair was really unusual it reminded me of um the hair that silent movie heroines would sometimes wear that kind of like 20s kind of like loose undone thing reminded me of, of a star like kind of theda barrow somebody um 
So she looked really, really beautiful, and I give this a yes. It's um, very Lady Slytherin for me. Mm. Um, Where's she Slytherin very, from? Very, like, Poison Ivy, Lady Slytherin. It's also, um, the only thing that I can, I can tell is she is worried on the runway. Her face is giving me worry, and I don't know why, but I can see her like, oh, be careful. Mm-hmm. I can see it in her face. I don't know why I can see it, but I can see it. Okay. It's not a confident character. Well, we saw her rattled actually in the runway. She wasn't quite sure what she was going to put together. Do you remember? I like what she put together. I just, mm. something happened on that runway where she's, she's looking down a lot and she's just very, very being cautious with something. Yeah. I, I wonder if that, that kind of lack of confidence has, has followed her throughout the whole kind of episode really. she has no reason to not be confident she looks stunning it's she a yas great. from me yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an absolute yas from me next up we got poopy poisson poison and it's it's just mary had a little lamb and that lamb killed herself oh no after this outfit oh no stood in front of her it's very um i don't i don't like it's very it's it is like, quite bo peep acid trip isn't it yeah it's it's um, just I think it's fun and colourful. It's little Bo Eek. <laughs> Tom, you get those puns, RuPaul. It's really, ooh. <laughs> You've got some being that earpiece on your little puns. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now and I'm just like, girl. I just think it's, it's what I've written is it's fun and colourful. They're the positives. She gives it a character, but it's shapeless and unflattering. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just unfinished, unpolished. There's been no care taken on the construction. It's just been done for the sake of creating. It hasn't been, there's been no care in the design or the creation. And it looks very, very, it's messy. For me, this is easily down there with Macarena. Yeah, it's a pass for me. It's the only, this my second pass. I yeah. want to say that the next up is Carmen Ferrara and she's the winner. For me, this is this is beautiful. really good. This girl can sew. Obviously, again, you don't really get to see the details. And I don't know if there's like little pulls here and there or whatever. But this girl made pants and a bustier and a waistcoat and a headband and a headband, and it really, really. So she came in with that. Like, if she made that purse as well, I'd be shocked. She probably had a purse that she covered with okay. the fabric, but I don't know. Uh, Bob made her own purse when she was purse first. Um, this is beautiful. Uh, she's done such a fantastic job. She's definitely up there at the top of the pack. Uh, she's very, very talented. Um, the willow pattern, obviously, we've seen that quite a lot. And there's a lot of um, Chinese designers that that use willow pattern like that. Um, there's this amazing uh, designer called, I hope this one pronounced this right, Li Feng, who um, created a whole dress out of like... Cer- blue and white ceramics oh trinity um the tuck well trinity was actually referencing a, one by another chinese designer called guau pei again i hope i'm pronouncing that right apologies if i'm not okay um but trinity was very very strongly referenced a famous dress by guau pei okay um so yeah but that that similar sort of willow pattern and again i was put in mind of, of trinity as well so this is a girl who loves vivid prints and knows how to use them and I'm I'm so impressed with what she's put together. Yeah, I love it. I mean, uh, she made pants she, and a bustier, so fa- and a coat and, and a headband, and to look feminine in trousers. 
I think RuPaul says that, doesn't she? It's a, it's a, it's a hell yes for uh, me. So far, my two clear front runners are um, Carmen and Killer Queen. Drag Volcano, what do you think? I like this a lot. This is very fun and campy. It's it's very like 60s futurism. Um, it gives me Pacaraban vibes with the metallic elements. Uh, we did clock, though, didn't we, uh, where those boots came from? Yeah, those are the boots she walked into the workroom with. I just with. with foil. It's like oh. it's clever though. It's got, you know Charlie Hyde's in her season brought one pair of shoes that she was going to decorate differently for each runway. Well, she didn't last that long. Did Unfortunately, she? she didn't get to, <laughs> much of a chance to that. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't get much chance to present that. Very um, like Barbarella, you know, sixties futurism. Yeah, it's uh, it's very frilly, very crampy, very glittery, very uh, sparkly. It's very drag. It's very Priscilla, Queen of the Desert for me. Yeah, the silver so elements. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, it's it's a safe pass for me. Uh, okay. Yeah, yes for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safe yes well. for me. Tom, we've seen all the outfits. Now we've come to the time. I want you to tell me who are your tops and bottoms. I think I've kind of already said. Really, my clear tops are Killer Queen and Carmen. I'm with you there. Um, they're like pretty much head and shoulders but there are a few girls who could vie for the other like top three space and i'd say kind of either inti um sagittaria or davima but they might be, crit- be criticized for relying on their body yeah um my bottom two quite clearly for me unfortunately and i, I it does pain me to say this because they're such fun campy queens poopy and um macarena yeah i don't know who else i'd put down with them I agree with that, but then we have to remember that these aren't fashion queens. Yeah. These are performance queens. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that the a lot of the times the first challenge is based on beauty and yeah. fashion, which, I mean, I think they need, to, they need to start mixing that up a bit more now, which is why I was so happy in season 13 mm-hmm. when they actually got to do a performance because it's actually this is one of the first times we get to see the performance yeah. element where, they, where that got to shine before the looks. Would you say anybody else vies for the bottom three apart from uh, Poopy and Macarena? Poopy and Macarena, and I mm, might put also Drag Volcano. Oh, really? Volcano. Because those shoes were completely just recycled. Okay, and I, they were yeah, coming from. Yeah, I guess otherwise they might. For example, if you were to take those shoes off, that whole outfit changes. Yeah. Okay. So, is she relying on having those? Yeah. So, Stop uh, relying on those interesting shoes. So, I would put her down there as well. They might criticize Aranxa for being a little bit basic, although it was overall a pretty package. I'd also put Hugasio in the top. They, they might, in the top? Yeah. I think they might not get her. Well, I get it. So, I, I would put her in the top. Shall we see what the judges think? Okay, so... Uh, the safe queens. Who were they? The safe queens were Drag Volcano, Inti... Killer Queen, which really, really surprised me. That was a, a bit of a, an Arancta. Yeah, which means that the top queens was Carmen Farala. Yeah. Hugasio. Yeah. And Sagittaria, yes. And then our bottom queens were Pupi, Macarena, and Dovima. Now, Although on stage, Dovima got really mixed critiques. They more yeah. talked about her confidence. Her I would have given there. the win to Carmen. I really I felt that construction deserved a win. The construction, everything about it deserved the win. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but they gave the win to Hogacio. So who, clearly they got her. And there's a lady on the panel who I need to look up to understand her better. But I think 
think she's a bit of a Spanish fashionista, really raved about her. She loved everything about yeah. it, wasn't she? And I guess when you bring on a fashion um, a fashion queen, a fashion judge, you, you kind of have to go off her, yep. don't you? They're like, okay, we're going to have to give the win to the girl that you like the most, <laughs> yeah. which they did. But I really feel Carmen could have got that win. But congratulations to Hergasio. Fantastic, Hergasio. Who the- also seems like... Such a lovely attitude and sweet person. The bottom two was um, who? Davina. Macarena and Dovima, which now, surprised us. It surprised me to and upset me because there's like, there is no way that, what was her name? The Yodel. That Poopy. The Yodler. Poopy should not have been safe. Poopy should have been lip syncing tonight. Now, Poopy's garment was the worst on the runway. Absolutely. If you can call it now, a garment. It upsets me with things like It upsets me when I see someone who obviously should have been in the bottom or top, who unfairly is placed wherever. Yeah. It makes me a, a bit upset because I'm like, there's something going around in the background because she got given the Karen from Finance treatment. I guess she was saved. Poopy feeling- was shaved, and it was her reputation yeah. that saved her and not what she's bringing to the competition and it really really i mean it, it sucks yeah because we're, we're feeling that energy from drag race down under we're really not very happy with the judging at all on anybody who listens will know we don't like the judge, judging at all on drag race down under same thing happened in canada you know these these clear kind of like known queens who are front runners and favorites getting a push leaves bad taste in their mouth yeah um so it, that's the production's fault not poopies by the way i know yeah but, you know, not great. So still, so here we go. We saw Macarena versus Davima in the bottom. Yes. To a song by uh, Monica Naranjo. Now, one thing I'm looking forward to with this season is learning some more Spanish language songs. Because yeah. we didn't know this song. Or Spanish artists. Yeah, I'm so like glad it's, they're doing Spanish language songs. What did I think about the lip sync? I'll tell you what I thought. I thought that I was loving the performance given for Macarena. Even mm. though Macarena is a campy kind of queen and she was wearing all these colours with a dodo on her shoulder, <laughs> she was still portraying the song really well with the emotion and the anguish mm-hmm. and everything. I thought she was doing such a great job. And then her wig came off. Now I don't really feel I don't really care if your wig falls off, but if you don't rec- if you use that as a as, as something that affects your performance, then it's going to be a bad thing, isn't it? So I yeah. really felt like I think she herself felt a bit like oh during it, but I I do think she kept fighting, but she had a she has a habit of performing to the back of the room, mm. and. I mean, who, who are you? Who's the, the people that decide whether you stay or not? Right in front of you, mm-hmm. like there's, there should be no time where you're lip syncing to the back of the room. Those yeah. girls at the back, they mean nothing to you, unless you're raving in season two, going "Never gonna get it, never gonna get it." Well, yeah, yeah that was a good the one. Only time it's ever worked. But I just, I felt like there was too much of that going on. In contrast to Davina, I do feel Davina takes her confidence i feel she doesn't have any confidence as a performer I'll, I'll be very honest she does not and i feel that she gets her confidence from other people believing or liking what she's doing and i think mm. that when she saw the judges start to like what she was doing then she started to get more confident and then she started to move more confidently across the the stage but i feel like if she didn't get that energy from the the judges she wouldn't perform to that energy we're starting to see a lot of layers already to Davima, aren't we? Because yeah. she came in with this kind she's of She's got like, no confidence. She's no confidence on, on that stage. a wicked bitch kind of persona 
which is masking quite a lot of difficulties with her self-esteem. I think I think you're completely hit the nail on, on the head there. I think she gave a more sultry performance, which might have been what the song called for. It felt like quite a dark, sultry song. And she did a bit of a strip tease that felt like it was working with the song. Was- I think she had a bit she had much more visual elements that made her performance a little bit stronger. Tell you what as well, um what I missed. She she reminded me of Jade from Mortal Kombat. Oh, absolutely. With the, with yeah. the, yeah, with the green kind of, it yeah. was almost like it a also the way that she yeah. shed off her costume. Mm-hmm. She had a sword. She was using levels. Yeah. And I think, I think she grew in the performance. She grew in yes. the lip sync. She got more and more confident, but the confidence came with the judges doing the whole, yes. And yeah. the, oh, we like what you're doing. She's like, oh, you like it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I must be doing something right. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm a bit more confident she's now. Like Tinkerbell. She but needs she, yeah, but she never had that confidence from the get-go whereas Macarena in contrast sort of shrank after the week came off and I don't think she shrank too much I just think that it didn't it, her performance didn't really go anywhere and she performed to the back and yeah and the wig did come off Macarena did do a good job but the yeah. thing is Davina should not have been on the bottom no it should have been poopy yeah she yeah. should not have been on the bottom anyway so I'm glad that she did it with the lip sync and she stays it's unfortunate that next week they show us that it's a singing challenge and Macarena the singer is gone hmm. she let out quite a little trailer she left I loved her like performative like um, I hope they bring her back flair as she left as well I hope they bring her back yeah they clearly loved that as well so she's left her mark on the competition I'm really liking Drag Race Hispana it was Hispana I'm Hispania. really liking it I'm who are, who are your faves? Who are your early faves? I'll tell you mine. That's Carmen. I'm, there's something about Carmen that I just like. Carmen seems really, really great. Um, and she she was my fave this episode because, I, I, you know, it was all about a design challenge and she made my favorite costume. Uh, I've got a soft spot for Aranxa. I think mm-hmm. there's something really sweet about her. Um, I do. I think that she's so sweet. I do think that she, she'll be ready to cut a bitch. Though, <laughs> I, I, I reckon she can she can be really really lethal with her tongue, but I don't know I don't know that's I, just me. I think Hugasio and Inti are going to be so interesting to see how they evolve. They're mm. very very interesting queens, and then I think we're going to have this Sagittaria and Davima drama. It'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I really I'm, I'm upset that Makarina went because I think she had she brought a lot of energy and a lot of great talking heads mm-hmm. and a lot of great conversations she and did. a lot of wits, a lot of drag queen original drag queen wits, and I'm. Really, I really hope she comes back. That's what I'm going to say. Easy to say in retrospect, but she got a lot of screen time, so we could have predicted that maybe she was going this Meh. episode. Anyway, that's it. That's Drag Race España Season 1, Episode 1. Look, we're going to be doing the whole season, so make mm-hmm. sure to join us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter. If you haven't done it yet, if you could, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform that you are using. If you can't do it on the platform that you're using, then go on to podchaser.com yeah. and you can write us a review there. What we tend to do is we like to read out the reviews mm-hmm. on the podcast after you send it in. So you, a you get a little shout out. out. Yep. So that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Please tell a friend about the podcast but that's it for this week. Please yep. join us next week for episode two. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys later. Lots Bye. Love, guys. See you soon.